If you're checking your checking account to see if you can afford it, you are doing it wrong. Welcome to season three of the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where not only do we want you to get your money, we want you to get your money right. This show is designed specifically for ambitious moms, dads, husbands, and wives to help you get money out of the way so you can start living life on your own terms. And if you're finally ready to transform the way you do money, come sign up for one of our free resources at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. What's the good news, people? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where we talk about money like it's everybody's business. Because I truly believe if we're not good with money, it's because we don't talk about money. And this show is designed to change just that. I'm your host. The Money Misfit, Jamar DuPas, and this is episode number 42. We are in season three. We're ticking right along. And today, I'm going to encourage you to stop budgeting, right? I know that sounds crazy from somebody who is a money guy, but you just got to stick with me and let me explain. Now, if this is your first time tuning in, I'd like say welcome. I don't know how you found me, but I do appreciate you being here. We talk about money as it relates to real life on this show. We talk about how you can apply it, how you can use it to achieve the goals you want to achieve, now, a lot of people talk a lot about putting your money in the stock market and waiting until you're, uh, you're working for 40 years and you're 65, 75, 85 years old to retire or live like a millionaire. We don't want you waiting that long, right? We want you to have a plan to take care of yourself at that age, but we also want you to have a plan to start living life today. I have the unique privilege of being a firefighter, uh, and it's kind of a gift and a curse. Every day I get to see life, but I also get to see death, and I also know that talking to people at the end of their lives, their biggest problems, their biggest pain comes out of regret. And so with that information, I bring to you a way to kind of maybe help you avoid that whole regret thing. So that's why we talk about money because, you know, it's an important part of our lives. Nobody ever taught me about money, at least not in this sense anyway. And I want to kind of give that back to you and, of course, my family and friends and all the other good stuff. If you want to know more about what we do and how we do it, head over to yourmoneyright.com. Sign up to become one of the misfits or get an email course or whatever you want. Look around just to find out how we do that. So with that being said, welcome. (laughs) Welcome to the show. So uh, it's been a crazy, 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 crazy year. 2016. We're now in 2017. Hope everybody has your resolutions together and you're still going after them. Maybe some of you hadn't even started. Maybe some of you have given up already, but whatever. It doesn't matter if it's the turn of the of the year, the turn of the day, the turn of the hour. You can change your mind. You can change your life anytime you choose. So uh, I just want to encourage you on that. Um, another heads up, the kids are awake. For those of you who don't know, I got a couple, few kids. Uh, they are awake. One, because I'm a little bit under the weather. You can probably hear. And I usually wait till they are asleep at night to record these shows. But at night, you know, when you get sick at night, it kind of just, it gets worse. So, you know, I don't even know if my voice is going to make it to that. So we're going to go ahead and record this now. If you hear any stuff in the background, just please forgive me. But here's the deal. And I've said this before. I love my kids being kids uh, and I encourage them to be kids. So if they get loud from time to time, uh, that's OK as well. But trust me, they know how to act right when it's time to act right. But they're at home right now. Uh, school school is coming up. So uh, we'll let them be kids today. 
last thing, man, did y'all check out? I hope, I hope, I hope you checked out the the VIP goal setting series by Mr. Emanita. I've had a couple of people respond to that. Uh, <laughs> thank you for those responses. Make sure you go and let him know how much you appreciate that. It's a, for those of you who don't know, it's a three-part audio course. This is a bonus deal that we did with here in the podcast. All you have to do is be subscribed to the podcast. Check your feed. These are last, the past two episodes. Uh, if you don't know how to do that, if you become a misfit, all you have to do is log into, into your private account and the episodes are right there well organized for you and it'll be there as long as he'll allow me to keep that up there. So make sure you jump on that and get your 2017 started off right. Uh, we also talked about the new boot camps coming up, right? So make sure everybody's on the email list or at least you're a misfit so you know about the boot camps. Uh, and I'll talk to you a little bit about why you want to get to that boot camp today as well. So with that being said, let's get on with the show. So, <laughs> stop budgeting, right? That's right. I, I said it. I want you to stop budgeting. And, and the reason why I say this is most people don't know how to budget. Um, so when you don't know how to, you do it wrong, right? So today, we're going to talk about the top 10 mistakes people make when trying to budget that cost them everything, right? And I know everything sounds like a, uh, you know, a very... Uh, uh, it's dramatic, right? But here's the deal. When you have a bad start, I, I used to run track uh, at, for Prairie View. I let my track boys, right? And we would work on coming out of the blocks constantly, constantly, constantly. Because if you came out the blocks the wrong way, it could be a difference of coming in first place or eighth place, right? Just the way you start things could really uh, hinder you uh, in, in that field, right? And it's like that in, in many areas in life. If you look at somebody who's an archer, right? They take a bow and arrow and you're shooting at a target. If you raise that arrow up one degree or two degrees, by the time it gets to the target, it could be off by 20 degrees, right? That small little bit of change, that small little change in direction can change your whole trajectory, right? And that trajectory will change your destination, so it's important that we get this thing right. Uh, there's a lot of uh, manipulation in the money business, right? And uh, well, yeah, there's a lot of manipulation. And with that manipulation comes confusion. And so a lot of people are afraid to talk about money. So you never even asked anybody, how do you budget? And if you have asked somebody, how do you budget? They've probably learned to budget the wrong way, right? Or they have probably just winged it like anybody else. And they're just teaching you what they know, not necessarily whether it works or not. Now, We've talked about this a million times. Me and my wife, we have a system and uh, the system was designed because we've made all these mistakes, right? We've made all these top 10 mistakes and there's more mistakes in these top 10, but I don't want the show to go on for three hours, right? So what are the biggest mistakes when it comes to budgeting your money? Number one is actually not budgeting your money. So what do I mean by that? Most people don't actually budget. You do what's called forecasting, right? You project into the future how much you think is going to come in versus how much you think you want to go spend, right? So you might be thinking like, well, what's, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with doing it that way? Well, if you've done it that way, how has it worked for you, right? That's the first step, right? Look at the fruit of your labor, right? 
But have you ever heard that that uh, that phrase, never count your chickens before they hatch? That's what most of us do, right? And that's one of the big problems with going into debt. It's not necessarily the debt itself. It's what the debt costs you, right? Because the debt steals away your chickens before they even get hatched, right? You don't even know if you have enough chickens to pay off the debt because the debt a lot of times increases in value or increases in cost over time. And you end up spending you know, four or five, 10 times more than you thought you were going to spend on that pair of jeans or that car or whatever the case may be. Right. So you've heard the phrase, don't count your chickens before they hatch. How does it relate to your budget? Well, one of the problems with living paycheck to paycheck is because you're doing that very thing. Right. I know this because this is me doing this. <laughs> right. Where I would get paid. Right. And then because I was already living check to check, but the day I got paid, that money had to go out to pay the bills that was already coming in, right? And even if I did have a little leeway, I would probably spend that money because I had it planned out how I wanted to spend it. But even though my check probably wasn't enough, I still would want to spend what I wrote down on paper. So what's the problem with that? Well, if you're waiting for the next check to come in to pay the bills that you know is getting ready to come through, and those bills come out maybe a little higher or that paycheck comes out a little lower or God forbid the paycheck don't show up at all or it shows up late. If you've never had that happen to you, it happens, right? Payrolls do show up late. I don't have the, the stats on that, but it has happened to me before. I, I've had errors in my, on my uh, paychecks when I didn't have enough money, all that type of stuff. Those things can happen. And if you're living that check to check lifestyle, what it does, it puts you in a bind. Not only does it already cause stress, right? You're already stressed about it because you're waiting for that check to come in to make sure it pays that mortgage or pays that car note or pays that light bill or if it pays that cell phone bill. You're trying to time your bills for when your paychecks come in. And that is stressful, especially if you're married, right? If you're married and you live in like that, uh, whether you really realize it or not, that adds a lot of stress to your life. All that uncertainty is not good, especially when it comes to money. And trying to hide it and just just hide behind it and not facing it does not solve your problems. So that's the biggest problem I see. A lot of people don't actually budget, they forecast. They try to see what they plan to spend based on what they plan to make this month. And a lot of times, those two do not match up. And that's how you get your overdraft fees. That's how you get your bounce checks. That's how you forget about those bills. That's how you get your credit all jacked up. And that's how you get the credit card bills that start to snowball on you and get bigger and bigger and bigger. But we're going to show you how to fix that. Number two. The second biggest thing, number two on the list, is you rely on your own willpower. And this is a lot uh, like dieting, right? Uh, if you try to go on a diet and you try to hold back a whole lot uh, and you're only relying on your own willpower, it can only last so long. Willpower is a usable fuel, right? It burns. It burns up pretty quickly. Some people have more willpower than others. Right. And willpower a lot of times is based on whether or not you actually want to do it or not. Like deep down inside, do you really want this to happen? Deep down inside, nobody really wants to get on a diet. Nobody really wants to cut their spending. Nobody really wants to do this. What we really want to do is do whatever we want, however we want, whenever we want. Right. So when we only relying on our willpower to get things done, those things we want to do don't last very long. So how do you combat that? Well, you can get uh, partners. You can uh, hire a coach. You can, you know, like if you if you're trying to lose some weight, one of the best ways to lose weight is to hire uh, a personal trainer, right? Because 
is not only, there's not a whole lot of willpower because they're there pushing your will for you, right? And you're probably going to show up because you have this obligation to be there. And you probably paid them real good money, so you don't want to blow that money because that's the things you really want. You really don't want to blow your money, right? So when you just solely rely on your willpower and you don't have no, you don't have a system to help you uh, maintain your budget, that's where you messed up because at least I know with me, right? I remember when we were trying to cut back and we cut back and we cut back and we're trying to like live strictly, like, you know, the whole saying, live like no one else, you know, so later on you can live like no one else. And I, I believe you should do that. But after a while, if you don't start seeing results, if you don't have a system to help your willpower stay, have any stamina, you will give up just like that diet, right? If you've been eating like you're supposed to for a whole week and you don't have a system in place, somebody brings that chocolate cake in the room and it's got sprinkles on it and it got the, the icing you love and all the other stuff and somebody's like offering you a slice or two and you know, you get into it and next thing you know, you done ate up half the cake, right? People have done that with, you know, jugs of ice cream. Um, you know, we, you've seen it done when somebody just completely just falls off the bandwagon and that's what happens when we deal with our money and we only rely on our willpower. Number three. Now, this one is probably going to upset some of the personal finance gurus out there, all the people you see on the Internet and the interwebs and stuff like that. But number three is you focus on cutting back and not growing forward. Let me explain. You cannot get big by shrinking yourself, right? Remember, especially if you've listened to Mr. Manitier's uh, last audios on the VIP goal setting process, right? He talks about that, and you've, you've heard this a million times. You've heard this in a good book, as, as a man thinks, so is he, right? If all you do is focus on cutting back and scrimping and saving and scrimping and saving, all you're going to get is small living, right? Which goes back to the whole problem with the whole willpower thing. There's no reward in all you do is cut back. If all you focus on is cutting back, you ha- you what you do is you take away your opportunities to grow, right? So, and I had this problem really, really bad that all I would do is focus on cutting my bills. I didn't care what it was. I didn't care about the value of the thing. All I cared about was the cost of it. I didn't care how it would add to my life. All I cared about was the dollar amount. And if only thing you do is focus on the dollar amount, you're doing it wrong, right? Because some things are valuable, right? For example, when I decided to start this podcast, I could have been like, you know what? This podcast ain't going to make us no money. It's going to cost us money. I'm not going to do it. Now, when we first start doing our money, that would have been me, which is probably the reason why I didn't. <laughs> we weren't growing very fast at the time, right? But what is the value that I've been able to gain from starting this podcast, right? What about the value that other people have gained from starting this podcast? If I would have just been focused on the money, I would have never went and bought the microphone. I would have never went and, you know, upgraded the computer. I never would have done any of that stuff because that stuff costs money, regardless of the value. Now, there's a difference between price and value. Like, there's a difference between the cost and and and, uh, and price, right? Uh, just because something costs money doesn't mean it's costing you money, right? If you're trying to save money, this sounds crazy, but a lot of times trying to save money will end up costing you money, right? Um, I'll explain this a little bit later and a little bit better, but that's one of the big problems. 
you got to understand that no matter what your situation is right now, right? If it's great or if it's terrible or whatever it is, your current level of thinking has gotten you there. Your own thoughts that you've adopted, your beliefs that you've adopted has gotten you the income that you have today and it's gotten you the money habits that you have today, right? If you're not happy with where you are, you have to input new ideas. Now, I know I shouldn't be, you know, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir because you're sitting there listening to this podcast. Anybody who's listening to this podcast, you already understand the value of gra- gathering new ideas because you're ready for a change. People who don't understand that, they're not going to sit there and listen to this podcast because they know everything already. Right. But one of the things I truly believe in is being able to have take your money and allow it to do the things for you to help you grow uh, in life. Right. And we understand this on certain levels. Right. Most of us went to college, whether you finished or not. That's a whole different thing. But most of us went to college or some type of school after high school. Why? Because we believed if we invested into that, we would get more out of it. Now, if we would have been just cheap. Right. And said, no, college costs money. I'm not dealing with that, then we probably wouldn't be in the careers that we're in today or at least met the friends that we've made or made the connections that we made. Because, you know, just because you got a college degree don't mean you're actually working in your field. I know that. You know that. So I don't have to dig on that anymore. But understanding that just if you only focus on cutting back, cutting back, cutting back, you're going to get nothing but cuts, cuts, cuts. And that's not a way to live. That's not a way to live a full life. Right. Like I said before, life, even at its longest, is too short. So you have to have a plan in place to live life while you are here, but also have a plan to grow so you can attract more, more love, more finances, more peace, more prosperity, all that good stuff. So one of the biggest mistakes is people, all they do is focus on cutting back and they don't focus or put any of their money towards helping them grow and become a better, more fulfilled person. Right. Number four, number four is you try to stick to a budget, right? This is a big one. You got to understand that budgets aren't meant to be stuck to, right? And you know this, intuitively, you know this, but what happens is people think that their budget is supposed to be perfect all the time. Well, life isn't perfect all the time. So how is your budget going to be perfect all the time? So what happens? We try to budget just like if you try to diet, right? Or if you try to go work out or if you try to lose weight or whatnot and things aren't going the way you thought they would go, what happens is people give up. But the reason why people give up is because we have this false sense of expectations of what's supposed to be, right? You feel like if you're not doing your budget perfectly, if it's not coming down to the very dollar that you're not doing it right or that it's this doesn't work. So you just quit altogether and you go back to stuff that, you know, for sure don't even work. And I don't blame you. Right. Because I've been there. I've done that. Why? Why put up with the headache? You know, uh, if you're trying, you know, you put adding some extra in your life, you're trying to do the right thing and it's not working out. Look, it's, it's not your fault. It's just how you've been taught or the perceptions that you've been that you've been given, because just like life is fluid. So should your money and your, your finances be right. The system that we teach helps you be fluid. I talked about this last week about how last year we uh, we didn't make as much money as we did the year before. And we knew this going on through the years like, man, that 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 paycheck wasn't what we expected. We got used to a certain lifestyle because the year before in the fire department, we were having uh, we were having overtime and things like that. The year before that, I think I just got a raise. So, you know, how it is when that lifestyle start to creep on you. Um if we would have had the money the old way we did it, it would have really hurt. But the way we do money now, we just kind of ebbed and flowed with it, right? And it's usually because you have a bad system that costs, that that causes these things to happen, 
right? So don't worry about having to stick to your budget. You got to remember that life changes. Uh, so should you. So you should have a system in place when you're designing your own spending plan, have a system in place that allows you to make changes and make decisions on the fly. And that that doesn't derail you altogether. And if you live in check to check, that's one of the big problems with that. Right. So if you're waiting for that next check to come in just to pay the bills that are coming, but then something happens today, man, that throws you off. Right. Either something doesn't get paid or you got to. You know, you get a check bounce or now you got to put something on the credit card and that 25 percent interest and stuff they charge in these days. It just throws you off, man. And you don't want to live like that, not having control over your own money. Right. So that's one of the big deals. Understand. Give yourself some grace. Budgets aren't meant to be stuck to. They're meant so you can ebb and flow and work with them as you go. And we'll talk about how to do that, especially in the boot camps. All right. Number five, the f- number five, the biggest mistakes that people make when they're trying to budget is they focus on bills first. And this goes kind of back to, uh, you know, number three and even number two. But what happens is when all you do is you focus on bills. Remember what you think about, you bring about, right? You become what you think about. And if the only thing you do is think about is bills, you get more and more bills in your life. And what happens is paying bills becomes a chore, right? And not just a secondary thing. So what I want you to do is the next time you sit down and you you plan your money out, right? <coughs> Excuse me, guys. The next time you sit down and you plan your money out, I want you to not focus on your bills, but focus on what you want your money to do for you first, right? And then in that situation, you find uh, that bills come secondary. We talked about this before, how you want to pay yourself first. That is the first and foremost thing, Right? Part of paying yourself first may be paying your tithes, right? For for us in our house, that's kind of our paying ourselves first. We pay our tithes. And then after we pay our tithes, we also pay what we call a financial for our financial future. We put 10% into our tithes, 10% to our financial future. And then the rest of it, we have it broken down in different buckets. But our bills aren't the primary thing. The bills just come back on the on the back end of it just because our bills, really, they're only things that we really want in our life anyway, right? So things that we really don't care about, we've gotten rid of at this point in our in our lives, in our financial career, so to speak. We don't really uh, have any monthly bills that we don't really care about. We don't have any bills that doesn't add value to our lives. So we've kind of gotten through that process. Everything that we have adds value to our lives and doesn't take anything from us, so to speak, right? Uh, for example, one of those things was like cable. We were paying almost like $200 a month on cable, but we really wouldn't watching cable. We really wouldn't getting $200 worth of value out of having that cable package. So we got rid of it. Right. So th- that's that's an example of that. But if you focus on bills first, every time you sit down to talk about your money, it's going to be stressful. It's going to be a headache. And you don't want that relationship with your money. That's one of the reasons why people don't talk about money, because all they do is focus on bills. And when you think about bills, you think about somebody else standing outside of your house taking your money from you, right? And then then if that's your relationship with money, you will avoid that because that's what we do as human beings. We either go after pleasure or we avoid pain. But that, that, that idea, right, that motivation to avoid pain is the most powerful part of it. And that's a lot of times when we have these bad relationships with our money because all we do is focus on our bills. So my deal for you is don't focus on your bills. Focus on what you want your money to do for you first. Your bills are just a part of the equation on the back end of that, so to speak. Right. All right. Number six, you budget in dollars and cents 
and not percentages, right? So what we do is we take our money, and this is how we were able to go through this past year with a little bit of with a little bit less money than we had before, but it didn't really affect us because we put our money, uh, we divide our money up in, in percentages, right? Instead of dollar bills. Now we do break it down in dollar bills, but because we do stuff in percentages, so we we have this bucket we talked already. We have this bucket for. Uh, our tithe, and we have this bucket for our financial future. We have this other bucket called the baller bucket. This is a bucket that we use to go play. Me and my wife, we go play. Uh, we go do things that we probably wouldn't normally do. Uh, we may go get the massages with the hot rocks. We may order the, the, you know, we may order some fancy stuff that we probably wouldn't normally do. This is money that we use to go play, right? And because we use it in percentages and not dollars, if we make more money, right? If I bring, if we bring more money into the house, we get rewarded. Because 10% of more, it gives you more dollars. If we bring in less, it doesn't, it doesn't affect us from a dollar perspective because now if we brought in less, that 10% is also less and that gives us a great framework to work from. Now, because the way we, we do this, we also do this with our savings as well. We also do this with pretty much everything, right? Uh, so what happens is if we make $5,000 or $10,000 or $50,000 in a month, there's always going to be money that goes towards the things that are important to us. There's always going to be money that goes to allow us to play and have a good time. There's always going to be money that goes towards savings for these particular deals. There's always going to be money that goes towards our financial future, right? So reason why we do it that way is so you don't have to have any guesswork. Every time money comes in, we already know what our buckets and our percentages are. So they just kind of flow into these buckets and there's less thinking. There's less financial decision fatigue because everything is already taken care of and we have this framework. So we reward ourselves, but we also kind of tow ourselves back a little bit if we don't bring in as much money as we planned. Again, I think this directly attributed to why we were able to earn less money last year and still not be affected by it, right? Which is one of the reasons why we're still able to do the podcast and have the website going and and invest in our business and invest in ourselves, invest in our marriage, regardless of how much we make, because those things are so important to us, they're always going to be there based on a percentage of what we bring in, no matter how little or how much. All right. Uh, Number seven, this is a big problem with couples. And this is one person handles the money and then they turn around and tell the other person what they got left. Now, some people are like, well, that just works for us, right? That works for us. And if it works for you, do you, boo-boo, right? Do whatever you feel like you want to do. I'm not here to challenge. Well, yeah, I am here to challenge you. So I'm, I'm going to keep going, right? But I'm not here to try to force you to do anything different. I'm here to give you some ideas and challenge your current way of thinking. If you're not happy with how you're doing money, maybe something needs to change. But here's one of the issues I see when there's you got a couple, like married people, right? Not necessarily if you're boyfriend and girlfriend, but if you're married, you're life partners, you're, you're going to become one, all that, you're one as, as a couple and all that good stuff, I'm talking to you. Here's the problem with that. One person, whether they say it out loud or not, will always feel left out, right? They will feel in an inferior position, right? And they will look up at you and say, wait a minute, I worked my butt off this week and this is all I get? This is wh- Where's the money going? And then those arguments always pop up because somebody don't know where the money's going. 
One person knows where the money going, but the other person doesn't know where the money is going. And when that person don't know where the money is going, and they want to do a little bit more, and they can't understand why they can't do it, then they start acting like a, a, a I don't want to say acting like a child, but that inner child in them gets upset. One, because look, you've been working hard, you feel like you deserve these great things, but when you're swinging in the dark, you don't know what you're going to hit. Right. And sometimes you end up hitting yourself or hitting your spouse. <laughs> right. Not physically, not like literally. But uh, that's one of the problems when there's one person that handles the budget and tells the other person to do. So what do you what's the alternative? Because, you know, there's one person in the family that's real good with the numbers or better with the numbers than the other person. In our household, that's me. Like, I don't mind looking at the numbers. I don't mind going through, you know, checking everything out and all that good stuff, right? But at the same token, my wife is still very much involved with how we do our money. She knows where every dime goes just like I do, right? But does she have to go through spreadsheets and all that stuff? Absolutely not because that's not the way we do things. I don't even go through spreadsheets because I hate spreadsheets. To this day, I don't even know how to use Excel, Right. I'm a grown man and I grew up in the computer generation. I grew up in the Microsoft world, but I still can't stand Excel. Right. So I don't do the spreadsheet thing. But anyway, um, the way we do money, the way we teach it is not that one person go does something and then tells the other person how much we got left. But maybe that one person who's the money nerd, right, the person who loves the numbers, they can do all the reconciling, and make sure that their plan matches what's going on in the bank account, making sure their credit card, uh, you know, the bills and stuff, there's nothing fraud in there, all that good stuff. But when you have your money set down, right, when you do the money the way we teach it, right, which is you don't allocate your dollars until you have dollars in your hand, right? Instead of doing it the way you've probably already been doing by like writing down what you want to spend this month and hoping that that money comes in this month, what we want you to do is whenever you get paid, you take the money that you have on hand. With the money you have on hand, then you allocate that. Okay, we need what do we need this money to do before we get paid again? Right? Do we need this money to pay the car note? Do we need this money to pay the mortgage? Do we need this money to help us go on this marriage retreat? Do we need this money for the kids to play t-ball? That's what you want to ask yourselves. Uh, when you get your money, not allocating money that hadn't come in yet, right? So when you do that, you can sit down and say, okay, we got $5,000. Let's make this $5,000 work. What do we want this money to do for us, right? Not what bills we got to pay, but what do we want this money to do for us? And if you say to yourself, well, we want this money to pay this bill, then yeah, okay, that's, that's part of the deal. See, now it's a decision. It's a positive decision. Not it's, I'm... I must pay this, but I have to pay bills, 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 bills. But you literally get to sit down and say, okay, what do I want my money to do for me? And what happens is in the brain, the magic is what happens in the brain. The brain says, okay, cool. This is cool. So, okay, what do I get to do with this money? You remember like when you were a kid and you went to like Chuck E. Cheese or Showbiz, if, if you're my age, and they gave you these tickets, right? You win these tickets. And at the end of the day, you got to go to the prize booth. And he's like, well, how many tickets I got? And they go, okay, you got 100 tickets or five tickets or whatever it is. Okay, okay what, what can I get with 100 tickets? That was exciting to you, right? And it'll be exciting to you with your money. It's exciting to us, right? You still may feel like maybe 100 tickets ain't enough, right? Or you would wish you had more tickets, but it's still exciting to be able to be in control of how you... Uh, allocate your tickets. That's a place of position of power. That's a position of power and not a position of of a victim. And a lot of times we play the victim role when it comes to our money, which enhances the issues that we have when it comes to our money. And we don't want those issues around our money. We want positive experiences around our money. Unfortunately, it's these little things that are off by a degree or two 
that makes uh, money, which is supposed to be a positive tool to work for us, a thing that depresses us, brings us down, drains us, causes money fights in the house and all that good stuff. And it ain't it ain't that powerful. Right. It's our perspectives on it that really hurts us when it comes to how we do our money. Right. So uh, let's move on. Uh, let's see. Number eight. Right. There's no built in plan of accountability. There's no built in accountability in your money plan. Right. Who do you have to be accountable for? How do you know if you're going in the wrong direction? How do you know if you're doing things the right way? That's one of the problems with the way we've been taught to budget. Right. Because you don't realize you've messed up until the end of the month or until the money's run out or until the check bounce until that overdraft fees came in. Right. Uh, that's the problem with that. And then you have no plan to come up and check with each other. Right. One of the things that a lot of people do is their plan of accountability is to check their checking account to see if they can afford something. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, and I want you to put this in your head and I want this to trigger to you the next time you check your check back, your check account balance, if you can afford something. You can't. Right. If you're checking your checking account to see if you can afford it, you are doing it wrong. Okay. You are doing it wrong. What we want you to do is disconnect yourself from your checking account. Right. And connect yourself to your intentions and your purpose. Snow, it sounds esoteric and it may sound even crazy. Again, we're going to show you how to do this in the boot camps. But here's the basic thing. Like I said before, we use an app called YNAB. Right. So when we sit down and uh, we, we have our money. Say, OK, we got two thousand dollars. OK, what do we want this money to do for us? What we do at that point is we take that money and we put it in what I called earlier, we talked about our buckets. But even within our buckets, our money goes to their holding places, right? So this dollar goes to pay for that. This dollar goes to sit aside for that. This dollar goes to pay for that. This dollar goes to do that, right? So our dollars are allocated and how we use the app to help us do that, right? So I may have, let's say, $100 for daddy's personal personal money, right? For just me going out with the fellas, having me a beer or whatever I want to do, buy me some underwear. I don't know, whatever it is, right? And uh, uh, so what I used to do, what we used to do is we would check our checking account, right? But let's say I'm out somewhere, but my wife is out somewhere too, right? And she checks the checking account and I check the checking account. We don't know each other is actually checking the checking account, but we're looking at it's like, oh, I got, let's say $500 in the checking account, right? And I want to buy something for $250. I said, well, I got $500 in the checking account. All right. Uh, sorry about that. If you heard the beeping going on, that was the smoke alarm in my house because there was a fire. So I had to go put out a fire real quick, but we're good to go. Uh, yeah. So anyway, where was I? I, I, I promise I'll tell you that story later. Um, but let's get back to it. What was I talking about? The checking account, right? So uh, if me and my wife was out, uh, just to make a long story longer, and I know I got $500 in there, and she also thinks we got $500 in there, but we both buy something, and those two things we buy add up to more than $500, then guess what we've just done, right? We have just uh, went over. We just got an overdraft fee. Now, sometimes you can set up your bank account where that can't happen, but then you also run into a, a weird situation where your debit card gets declined or you know, blah, blah, blah. Either way, it's a bad situation. Now, you may be thinking, hey, I'm single. Uh, I don't have to worry about the same thing you have to worry about, but the truth is you do, right? Because uh, just because you think the money is there, you know, a lot of times in your account, these things don't clear right away. And depending on who you buy from, a lot of times they don't process the payments for maybe until maybe the end of the week 
or maybe they it just goes into pending, but your balance still showing what you what you have in there before that thing uh, comes out of pending, right? So if you're not aware of what you actually have in the account or actually have the spend, you throw yourself off. So if you're sitting there and you're depending on what's in your checking account, you are setting yourself up for failure. And you know this because you have done this before where you've either overdrafted something, forgot about a check you wrote, forgot about a bill that was coming out. You've done this. I've done this. We've all done this. So listen, if you are checking your checking account to see if you can afford it, you are doing it wrong. And we're going to deal with that later. All right. Number nine. We touched on this before, uh, actually, maybe a few times. But you have no plan. The, the budget that you're trying to do has no plan to allow you to live it up. It has no plan to allow you to experience life in its fullest. We all need from time to time those uh, little luxuries, those new experiences and not just stuff to buy, but experiences. Right. If you want to go to Jamaica or even if it's not that serious, maybe you just want to buy instead of buying ice cream this weekend, you're going to buy some gelato. Right. Uh, even things as simple as that, that allows you to feel wealthy, to feel rich. Now, I'm not telling you to go out there and you put 80 percent of your money and buy a Louis Vuitton bag. Right. If you're not there yet, you're not there yet. Just be honest with yourself. But you still need to have a plan in place when you're trying to budget to allow you to blow some money, to have some fun with your money. Because what happens is if you just making money, making money, making money, scrimping, saving, scrimping, saving, scrimping, saving, that inner child in you that wants to come out and play will completely sabotage you. Just like we talked about earlier, trying to be on a diet. You go, uh, you've been on this diet, you've been doing real good, and then you, all of a sudden you go to an ice cream buffet birthday party or something, right? It's a wrap, right? Or you open up that box of Oreos, you say, well, I'm just going to have one. And next thing you know, you looked up, you know, hate the old bag and you sitting there crying, watching movies and stuff on Netflix because you just depressed because you didn't mean to do that. And you didn't realize how just eating one just turned into eating 24. Right. That happens. And it happens with your money, too. I know this because if you like me, <laughs> it's happened to you. Right. Well, we're doing so good with our money. And then all of a sudden we just said, you know what? F it. I'm tired of it. Uh, I haven't had a reward in a while. You may not say this out loud, but your subconscious do. And you go spend a bunch of money on something or a bunch of money finds a way to leave you anyway. That's just the way money does. It just needs to be moving. It always moves. It's just like energy. Right. Uh, so you got to have a plan to live it up a little bit, even if it's just a little bit. When we first started off, it was literally a little bit. Right. Today, we could do 10 percent. Uh, for our for our baller bucket, but in the beginning it was like half a percent, right? We used to just be able to go to Redbox, get some of those chocolate covered pretzels, and maybe a little bag, just a single bag of popcorn. We couldn't even get like the eight pack. We just had like that single little that that little single popcorn you can get at the corner store. Uh, go home, pop that the chocolate covered pretzels in our red box, and that was what, what we had for our our fun money, our marriage money, right? That's all we had. Um, today is not, that's not the issue, but you got to start somewhere, right? Uh, just start somewhere. And we'll touch on that again in the boot camps. And number 10, and this is probably the biggest thing. Um, well, I say that all the time, don't I? All these things matter, right? Because we got to stop, stop looking at money as this one dimensional thing. We got to look at it holistically as it relates to our entire lives, how it affects every area of our lives, because it does. 
Right. Um, and this is probably one of the issues I have with the financial industry. They want to make everybody believe that there's one way to do it. Um, and that is to go to work and put all your money in your 401k, close your eyes and hope that it all turns out well in the end. Right. Um, but that's it's not the way we're going to do it here. If that's the way you want to do it, that's fine. Right. Um, if that's all you want in life, then you do that. We're talking to the ambitious people. Right. But anyway, let's get back to number 10. Number 10 is it does not your budget does not coincide with your life goals. Right. You can't tell me that you want to, uh, let's say, open up an ice cream shop. Right. But you've put no money, no energy, no time aside to learn about the ice cream business. Right. How to make ice cream. Um, do, are you even getting ingredients to even start making ice cream on your own? Right. But you say, well, my budget won't allow me to do that. Well, your budget is not the thing that tells you what to do. You tell your money what to do. Right. That's why I said don't start with bills first. You got to start with the things that you want first, the things that you love first, the things that are most important to you first. And then the bills come second. Right. If you got bills in there that won't allow you to do that, then you got to get rid of them. And that's not just for the sake of cutting back and scrimping down. That's because they're in your way. Right. If I need to go somewhere and something's in my way, I need to move it out of the way because I I need to. I want to. I must get to that point. That's the way we look at our money. We have things that we must do. Right. We must get to financial freedom. We must get to financial independence. So anything that's in our way will get moved. Right. I must spend time with my wife. I must spend time with my children. I must do this. I must do that. So anytime something becomes a must, that's when we find a way to make it happen. Right. So if you have that dream, you want to open up that ice cream shop. I Look, you have to get the stuff out of your way that's in your way. Right. If you got bills, you got obligations that you've already signed up for and it's difficult for you to get it out of the way. Well, then maybe your game plan now is to figure out how to get that out of your way. Right. If your student loans or your credit card bills are drowning you, then, yes, that debt has become a problem for you. And you probably your next thing is to focus on getting it out of the way, because if it's going to free up an extra hundred dollars a month or extra five hundred dollars a month or whatever it is, do what it takes to be able to go do the things you want your money to do for you. Right. And it has to coincide with your goals. Most people don't even think about their goals when it comes to their budget. All they think about is their bills. All they think about is what they that they owe, their obligations. Therefore, they don't even make the connection that money can be used in such a way to achieve the things you want to achieve. And that's what I want you to take away from this, that this thing is about serving you and serving what you want, serving the things that you desire. If you're not sure about what your goals are, go back and listen to Mr. Emanitier's VIP goal setting course, right? It's three audios. It's the best stuff you're going to find when it comes down to goal setting, right? Especially that can get it done within three short audios, right? Uh, if you don't have that in the podcast player, uh, go listen to it in the back office. Join the Misfits. It's right there back for you. You can go listen to it all you want, as many times as you want. You can download it and all that good stuff. It'll be right there for you for as long as he allowed me to leave it up there. Now, I don't know how long he's going to allow me to leave it up there, so go and get that, right? Um So those are the 10 biggest things, right? So just to recap, number one, that you don't actually budget, right? You don't really budget because you never learn how. What you're doing is forecasting. You're counting your chickens before they hatch. And then sometimes they don't hatch. And then you've already uh, paid. You've already got these obligations. Now it's costing you. Number two, uh, you rely on your willpower. It's a bad idea. Number three, you focus on cutting back and not growing forward. You cannot 
shrink your way to wealth. It's just not, it's not going to work, right? You have to find a way to increase your education, to increase your income, to increase your knowledge, to increase your efficiency of your dollars and all that stuff. And that's why uh, I really want to stress that because you can cut back all you want, but eventually there's nothing to cut back. That's the truth of it, right? You're going to get to a point where I can't cut back anything anymore. So if you don't have a plan to grow, then you know what are you going to do? How are you going to get to your million or two, 10 million or whatever it is you, you want to do? Um, number four, you try to stick to a budget. Look, life is fluid. So is your money. You need to learn to roll with the punches. And we'll talk about that in the boot camps, right? Uh, number five, you focus on bills first. We, we beat on that a bunch of times. Number six, you budget in dollars and not percentages. So from now on, you want to divide up your money in percentages. So every time a single dollar comes in, I think I'm going to do a training on what to do with a dollar. And so everybody can already know uh, when a dollar comes in, this is what it needs to do. Um, number seven, one person in the house does all the budgeting and then tells the other person uh, what what's left or what they have to spend. That's a bad, bad combination. That's it's it's a bad situation because eventually that will break down because somebody's going to get tired of not knowing, right? And when you're in the dark, you don't know what's going on. That's not a place of empowerment, right? That's a place of servitude. And no matter how hard you work, right, not knowing what your money is doing, whether you're paying attention to it or not, will put a bad, uh, will have a, will cause a bad relationship, not only with your money, but maybe even with your spouse. So make sure y'all are sitting down together and making decisions, actually allocating your money. Uh, number eight, there's no built-in level of accountability. Number nine, there's no plan to live it all up. And number 10, it does not coincide with your goals. All right. So those are the biggest mistakes, the top 10 biggest mistakes I see when people are trying to budget. So you need to stop budgeting. Until you get those things corrected. Now, how can you get that corrected? I've told you before, we talked about the first episode of the season. We're going to start boot camps, right? So the boot camp, the very first boot camp, I'll go ahead and make that announcement, is going to be on MLK's birthday, right? Or MLK day, which is January the 16th. If you're listening to this in another day or sometime in the future, don't you worry about it. We're probably already well into doing them and all that good stuff. So we're going to do this on the 16th. I chose the 16th because a lot of people are off that day. Right. So it's probably likely going to be in the middle of the day. Um, So you're going to want to make some arrangements, you know, with your kids or whatnot. But it also allows you to go out and celebrate if you do the like the whole MLK Day parades and stuff like that uh, in the morning. So uh, it probably won't be in the morning. It'll probably be middle of the day type thing. Right. And I'll make that announcement to everybody in the emails first. And then maybe I'll do a quick like let me a bonus episode or maybe I'll just talk about it next week, um, which is next Monday, actually. So, well, yeah. So the, the next episode will be the day. Uh, we will be doing that very first boot camp. Again, I want to stress to you, it's only going to be 10 slots, right? And I'm only doing 10 slots because one, it's going to be the first time that we're doing it, right? So I've sat down with people one-on-one. We talked about all the stuff that I'm getting ready to going to talk to you about, but it'll be the first time we're doing it uh, with that many people. The format is basically going to be a uh, online, right? So wherever your computer is or wherever your phone is, you'll be able to, to, uh, to tap in, right? You're going to see me. I'm going to see you. It's going to be like a little group thing. Right. Uh, And we'll be able to talk about money. Right. Um, One of the biggest benefits of doing it this way is you'll be able to ask questions as we're doing it. And we'll be able to apply what we're teaching to your particular situation. My initial deal was to just make one big course. uh, But one of the things uh, that I kind of was running into was not knowing exactly how to serve you in particular. So that's why we're going to do these live boot camps. This boot camp is going to be. Kind of like 
you know, the catch all. It's going to be the thing that I think is the most important when it comes to money. After you do this boot camp, you probably never even need to listen to another podcast episode again. You probably will, but you probably won't won't need to do that. Um, well, I won't say that because you always want to want to grow, continue to grow. But you also get a recording of the of it. So you'll be able to go back to it and listen to it whenever you want to. Here's the other perk. Everybody who is who has gone through and gone through the boot camp, once you graduate, so to speak, and you've gone through the boot camp, you'll be able to get in on any future boot camp uh, as you want, free of charge, because you've, you're only going to pay once and it will go from there. Right. So what are the things that we're going to cover? Well, one, we're going to cover how all the things we talked about today, all the big mistakes. We're going to show you the system that we use that eliminates all this stuff. Right. So. If you have a uh, if you have a spouse or y'all been you've been bouncing checks, uh, you're married, you don't really know how to handle your money. You don't really. I'm going to show you the best way that I know to handle money as a couple. Right. We're going to talk about how you can have togetherness and independence in the same place at the same time. Uh, we're going to talk about how to handle uh, irregular income. Right. So if you make a bunch of money this month, but maybe next month you're not going to make any money because you're in sales or you're in business for yourself. You're not necessarily you're not sure how to handle irregular income. We're going to show you a system, uh, our system that will fix that issue for you. If you find yourself just tired of even dealing with money, you get that what I call that financial decision fatigue. We're going to show you how to make how to avoid that. These days, we don't even talk about money, but maybe once a month we sit down, we do our stuff at the beginning of the month and then it's done. Right. Things are just taken care of. We don't think about our bills anymore because remember, you become what you think about. Right. And that's what I stress about uh, getting money out of the way. Right. So you can live life that you really want to live because you become what you think about. Right. And if all you're doing is think about money and bills, well, all you get is more money and bills. Well, maybe not more money, but you get more bills. Right. Um, so we're going to talk about that. Our system is going to teach you exactly how to do that. Now, it may take you a while to get to where we are, where you could only do it once a month. Uh, but at the most, it's going to be two times a month. We're going to sit down and talk about your money um, and then allocate and all that good stuff. Uh, we're going to give our six bucket system. I talked a little bit about this today. The buckets that we use, the framework we use for every time a dollar comes in, we know where it goes. It goes to these six buckets, and these buckets allow us to uh, tithe, allows us to save for the future, allows us to invest in businesses, allows us to invest in, in stocks if we want to, allows us to invest in whatever we want to invest in, it allows us to ball out, it allows us to continue our education, and it allows us to pay our bills and our necessities as well. So we're going to talk about that six bucket system there. We're going to talk about how to, how to automate your savings and your wealth creation. We're going to talk about how to live on last month's income. I talk about that a lot, but we're actually going to give you a system to do that and set it, set it, uh, to set it and kind of forget it, so to speak. The same way with your debt. If you're not sure about how to pay off your debt, what order to pay off your debt, we're going to talk about that because the way I do it is a little bit different than other people do it. People, you heard people talk about the snowball method and things like that. Basically, what I've done is taken all these books I've read. All these gurus that are out there and picked out the things that apply to us, right? Married individuals who are busy, who are ambitious, who have children um, and just want to go to the next level in life. How do we take all that stuff that we've heard and we've talked about and use it and apply it in a way that it just takes care of itself, so to speak, that we're just kind of checking in on it and not making having to make a bunch of decisions every single day. But at the same time, not scrimping back, not not starving ourselves and all that good stuff, too. 
Um, let's see. We're going to talk about how to come up with an emergency fund. So a lot of people uh, ask, well, I've heard you talk about emergency funds or my, my financial advice is I need six to 12 months to get an emergency fund. He's like, I have no idea how to do that. We're going to give you a simple system to do that, which is basically the same system we use to help you live off of last month's paycheck, which is almost exactly the same system we use to help you pay off debt. All this stuff, you're going to get it. You're going to intuitively get it. You're going to understand it and you're going to be able to teach it to other people. Right. And that's probably one of the biggest benefits out of coming through this boot camp is uh, not only will you get a true understanding of how to do your money, but you understand it so well that you'll be able to teach other people. Right. And that's uh, one of the big thing. If we can get other people, our other family members, other friends, and we can get a network of us that are getting our money right. I'm telling you, uh, there is nothing we can't do. Right. Um, especially like I'm real passionate about the black community. Uh, coming together, building up, uh, supporting business and stuff like that, because so many of us are distracted and not just black folks. All people are distracted. Um, but, you know, for me, because my children are, are dark skinned, they're black. Right. Um, <laughs> I want to set up a foundation for them. I want to set up a future for them where they don't have to go through the things that I had to go through with the lack of finances and the profiling and things like that, which a lot of time has to do with your economic power, um, which has a lot to do with your political power, which has a lot to do with basically how you are marketed when it comes to your, your perception on television and news and media and yada, yada, yada. Right. But I won't get into that. Maybe we'll talk about that at Black History Month or something like that. But uh, we're going to talk about how to handle unexpected expenses. Right. How to flow through when times, you know, you got those feast and famine times. Right. When things ain't going so well, when things are going really well. Right. You know, how you get that. Uh, you get that income tax return. We're going to talk about what to do with those big income tax returns. You know how some of those like two times out of the year, you get extra paychecks in a month. You get all this extra money. Well, how do you capitalize on that? How do you get the most out of that? We're going to talk about how to handle that. We're just going to lay it out, right? Uh, and then we'll give you an opportunity to kind of connect with us and continue on with us. Uh, and what we're going to start doing is what we call these budgeting with my boo, right? When you're going to actually, we're going to meet up with each other. On the internet, on the, on the computer, or on your phone, however you want to do it. And we're going to do budgeting parties together. Well, we don't like to call it budgeting, but I call it budgeting because what everybody associates with. But we call it cash flow planning uh, parties together. Well, me and my wife, we call it budgeting with my boo or cash flow and coffee. We sit down uh, when we're getting ready to talk about our money. We get our favorite beverage. These days, she's not drinking any coffee because she's, you know, she's pregnant. Um, and so we, she'll drink like tea. I'll drink coffee, maybe a little beer or something like that, or wine, however you want to do it, right? And we toast, and we sit down, and we talk about our money. Well, we're going to record these deals, and we're going to show you exactly how we, <laughs> we're going to literally let you into our own our own business and show you how we allocate our money every single day, uh, and that's going to be not at the boot camp. We're going to talk about our money. We're going to show you how we do it at the boot camp, but what I'm talking about is an ongoing thing that we'll do uh, in the future that's only going to be for people who've graduated and gone through the boot camp, right? That's not something we're going to live out to the public, people who haven't committed to us because, you know, that's just, that's a little bit too much in my business, right? Uh, I'm looking to build a family, so to speak, of people who are ready to do this thing. And I'll open up, if everybody opens up, I've already opened up a lot, but I'll open up even more <laughs> because I think it's important that we see this. I think it's important that we see how each other do things so we can learn from each other. I may be doing something that you say, hey, you probably shouldn't do that. And then if you can tell me that, then great. I'm going to use it and I'm going to go back and I'm going to teach it to everybody else. Right. And then together we'll be that much better. Right. So 
we'll do that. But uh, jump on that. How do you get first dibs on the boot camp? Well, you got to be a misfit or you have to be a part of the margin uh, money list. I'm going to send that out to the people that's on the email list. You're going to get first dibs. Um, there's, like I said, there's only going to be 10 sp- slots, no more than 20 because I want to include the, uh, the spouses. So, right. So we're going to stop it at 10. And if, and if you have a spouse, let me know later that we can add them onto the deal, but you only need to, excuse me, you only need to pay for one, for one seat, so to speak. Um, so I'll send that out this week. Um, you'll have that, uh, again, the first one is going to be Monday. That's January the 16th. If we get a lot of demand, we'll do another one, and I'll announce that next week, uh, but probably at the end of the month. Uh, I want to get an idea of what time frames and stuff like that people want to do it in, but also it has to keep in mind that you know what's most important to me is that I you know have my time with my family and stuff like that too. So um, the boot camp is going to be a couple of hours. You're going to have worksheets. It's going to be a working thing, right? You're going to sit, you're going to write some stuff down. You're going to make some decisions. We're going to get honest about life. We're going to get honest about what we want to do with our, with our money. Uh, and then we're going to show you how to apply that. And then again, like I said, you'll be able to watch that uh, replay as many times you want. And then you'll be also be able to access any other boot camp anytime in the future. You just got to pay for the first one. The first one will be cheaper than it'll ever be uh, in the future, right? So you want to jump on that. When I send that email out, Get on that, purchase your ticket, lock it down. Once I get to 10, I'm shutting it down. I'm shutting down the studio, right? Then everybody else that comes behind that, if you're listening to this and we've already sold out that first boot camp, make sure you're on that interest list. I'll have a way for you to get on the interest list or even get on the misfits. Uh, but get on that interest list and um, I'll send out an email to kind of see where everybody wants to or when everybody wants to do another one. And we'll get down to the next one and we'll go from there. So since January is the first month we're going to do this and maybe only going to be maybe two or three for this month. And then in February, we'll probably pick it up uh, as demand um, grows. Right. Uh, and then hopefully y'all tell all your friends about it and we get a bunch of people to go through it. And like I said, the goal is to get through 100. We can get 100 of us to get through this boot camp. Uh, over the next three months, uh, we have reached our goal and we'll be well on our way to making some change and making history. I promise you, uh, you want to learn how to do this. You want to get to a place of financial ease. And that has nothing to do with the amount of money you make, how much you make or how little you make. Because I've talked to people who only make 30000 and I've talked to a couple that makes 360000 and both of them didn't know where their money was going. Okay, So it's not about how much you make, it's what you're doing with what you make that matters the most, right? Um, so with that being said, again, uh, head over to yourmoneyright.com, sign up, become a misfit, uh, get an email course. Make sure you listen to Mr. MNETA's uh, VIP goal setting. If you have not done that, do it, do it, do it, do it. I would say do that even before you get into the boot camp, right? Because that is so powerful. It'll set you on a trajectory. Remember we talked about that one degree difference, right? That one degree makes a huge difference. You just don't understand. If I just think about it like this, right? If you, uh, I read this somewhere that uh, if you you take a rocket to the moon, right? And if you change the trajectory by one degree when it lifts off, it will miss the moon by over 4,000 miles, right? One degree from the takeoff will miss its target by over 4,000 miles, right? And you shooting for the moon, or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast, right? So don't let that one degree take you off. And that's what I'm, I hope to do with these podcasts, is get you thinking about money as it applies to your life, not Wall Street's life, not the big bank's life, not your broke cousin's life, 
right? Because they always, you know, broke cousins always got ideas. They always got these business ideas that's coming through, right? But look at the fruit. Look at the fruit. Look at the fruit. Look at the fruit. Look at the fruit, right? So uh, jump on these boot camps. Go to yourmoneyright.com. Sign up to become a misfit. Share this out with somebody you think this can help. Anybody. Anybody you think this can help. Share this thing out and keep it coming. And also, don't forget, guys. Uh, we've been stuck at only 22 reviews for a while. Let's get these reviews pumping in, right? Maybe I'll send out an email and, and uh, so you guys can help me with that. Let's get these reviews going out so iTunes can uh, keep feeding us out and showing more and more people so we can get these download numbers up uh, and we can get more of us uh, get this thing popping. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and shut up. I appreciate you listening to this. I love you and God bless. Yes. Yeah, we're talking about money, money.